It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. As, as everyone hears, we're talking about Hennessy's uh, future um, additions. Uh, dick and balls. His future dick and balls. And, um, and how you know, I'm going to send pictures to Judy all the time. No, you're not. Dick. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am thrilled. Thrilled. You know, there's certain guests I have. You know, I love, you know, I love comics. I love, but this guy. Yeah. First of all, I've known him since I began doing stand-up. Um, he is, I hate the word legend because he's still going strong. <laughs> I would say you're both legends. But he's he's awesome. I mean, he's, the thing is, I don't know. I just, I, I love so many things about him. I love his attitude. I love his stand-up. I love his acting. Um, Ditto. And I love that he's had a major impact. Uh, I think as far as, you know, late night talk shows are concerned, or I think he's had a major impact and yet has not been given the credit he deserves. Agreed. So as, you know... Where is that credit? How does that credit come? Does it come in the form it of just, money? No, just, it comes. No, never. It kind. never comes for kind. money, but it comes from uh, maybe some some sort of acknowledgement. Well, uh, he's well, got you know, a huge, like a, a very strong following, like from right. The, but it's like, come on, guys. Why don't you, why don't you say my name? It's get. We're, that's, we're, this is the buildup. It's the buildup. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like... I don't know when to go on. I, yeah. I feel like I'm off stage. No, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I can't hold on any longer. Alan Havey is here! Woo! Yay! <sighs> Alan Havey. Very, very kind. Thank you very much. But it's true, Alan. Alan. No, I have gotten the credit. You have? Over, yes. Over the years, I've run into people, whether they're audience members, audience of one members. Uh, you're talking about my old show, Night After Night. Right. On Comedy Channel and then Comedy Central. I've talked to uh, guys who are now writers, actors, and they, you know, every now and then, 
they'll pull me aside and say, hey, man, I just want to say your show really meant a lot to me and I loved watching it and you know so I, I just want you to know I appreciate that so good. I've gotten that but that's good, good. That, yeah no that's that's everything that's amazing any any uh, I mean you know your intro you know you call me a legend stuff but comedians that I work with now watch me when they were in junior high right right school, right you know and uh, I, I still love doing it I'm still I'm the same I feel like you know I read a lot about you and I I was like oh my god bingo 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 I feel very uh uh, what's that word I'm looking for? But influence. I feel you know. I've been around a lot. Yeah, but I also <laughs> feel like we have similar attitudes about about what we do. You know, there's so many comics who are. We're in are, the same kind of wheelhouse, and a lot. Right. We both have a lot of anger. A lot of <laughs> right. A lot of anger, passion. But I love what I do, and there are so many times I'm on stage going, "Oh my God, this is the fucking greatest thing in the entire world." Yeah. And, and then you get or off stage. Yeah, right. Yesterday I did the brunch show at the comedy. Oh, Center. how is that? I've never done it. Oh, it's great. And uh, I can't imagine being funny. That, are they drinking? Yeah, they're drinking. And uh, upstairs, not the comedians. Uh, upstairs, hanging out with two separate groups of comedians because you can come down and have breakfast. Right. A comedian there. You don't even if you're right. not on the show. And I'm just sitting there listening to do different conversations. Right. Two separate tables. And they were talking about everything, but no one was talking about their career. No one was talking about right. Netflix special, who got what, or right. what's going to do, or who books that room. Right. They were just, it was just, and that's what I love about comedians. Right. They talk about anything. I'm interested. And in L.A., there's a little more obsession with, uh, <coughs> where, where where am I going? Where's my career going? Right. What's going to happen? Uh, who got that? How come I didn't get right, that? Right, right, right. And there is, I think, more of that overall generally in uh, comedy because there's a lot more opportunities. Right. But it was just, I, uh, when I get a compliment from a fellow comedian, it doesn't matter if they've been doing it 20 years. Oh, 20 I know. Minutes, that, I, I love that. And, and so I have gotten credit all along the way. And as comedians, we get credit as we're working. Right. So I don't feel, you know, I haven't gotten my due or recognized. That's a, right. I've never heard that. I've never heard... I've never heard that. We no, get Hannah, credit see, while we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Why do you think we do it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I, I guess I'm a performer, too, and I never thought of that as credit. But do you feel like you've grown into that attitude or that you started? I always appreciated it along the way. Right. But, uh, it just uh, as I've gotten older, right. I appreciate everything right. more. Mm. A cup of coffee. Right. A great dessert. Right. Just a nice moment. Right. You know, uh I think that comes with age. And right. I, am, I really, I have been working against uh, being bitter or staying bitter right. and angry. Uh, I've been meditating the last six, seven years. Yeah. Uh, I still get angry, of course. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I meditate. You get I get more, angry while I'm meditating. Good night, folks. You you certainly, uh, uh, growing older, if you, you get a different perspective. Yeah. You get, uh, oh, okay. Right. As you look back on stuff. So I think that has a combination of that. Right. And, you know, I work at it. Uh, I started yeah, it's a lot of work. About 10 years ago, I uh, I realized, you know, I got to make money in another area. Because right. stand up, I don't want to do cruise ships. Right, right. My acting career wasn't really great. Mm -hmm. So I started a seminar called Curtain Up, uh, specifically for college theater students or music or anyone going into the performing arts in mm -hmm. college. And I gave a few talks at my alma mater, Florida State. And I was going to, I was trying to sell this, get together with people and, and bop around mm -hmm. colleges and do this. And it's basically, basically, I asked a lot of uh, peers, 
those first two years out of college or in the business, what helped you, what worked against you? That's all I asked. And I got a great response, and I put it all together, and I, I did this That's talk. so great, and that's a great question. Um, so I'm still going to do this right. seminar, but thankfully I've been busy with acting and right. stand-up. AlanHavey.com slash curtain dash up. Yeah, the, the website's down now, but my website's up. But, um, you know. AlanHavey.com. A-L-L. A-N. The wrong way. The wrong way. But what I did before I went out to do the seminar, I watched every single motivational speech on the internet you could get for free. I didn't buy anything. Right, right, right. I'd taken the Tony Robbins course years ago. Uh, And I saturated myself Mm. with all this information, and I think it really adjusted my mood. And the advice I give in the seminar, I started taking for myself. And that's when things. All right. What's the best piece of advice? Um, Follow your gut. Yep. I but I I I say that because you know I say that all the time when people ask me what what's your big and it's because anytime I haven't followed my gut, it's been a bad outcome. Well, and I, and I and I knew and like I know I'm like there's something wrong here there's something wrong and you're, you question yourself and question yourself and it's always right your gut is always right I, I don't think it's always right because I followed my gut and it was the wrong thing. right right but at least you did it you right. you, you worked that there's muscle. no one else to blame yeah and you know mm. you're out there following my gut it's there's a lot of obstacles you, right you really set your mind up you know it's not always easy but if I was going to give one piece of advice yeah. yeah. Follow your gut. Follow your heart. Right. Mostly your gut. Right. Your stomach is different than your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Your head, I, I would say gut, head, then heart is last. Right. You know? um, I just want to just interrupt right now and say that someone stole my key holder off my bike while I was getting, uh, while I was at the doctor on the Upper East Side. Just want to say that for my kill me now moment of the day. You mean, so like you, I have a little thing. Your keys are in it? A yeah. pouch, like a little yeah, pouch? I have a little pouch I keep on. It's Velcro, and it's like you're on the Upper East Side. I and bet you, you f- it was somebody that makes at least 150 yeah. a year. And it was like, oh, that's a cool little key holder. I and think I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, damn. It's just like so fucking annoying. I come downstairs, I'm like, really? All right. So I just want to say that. Anyway, so Alan, you grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. No, no, I was born there. Oh, you were born in St. Louis, yes. but you grew up in Florida, Miami. Yeah, raised in Miami. Wow, yeah. during the 60s but mm. it was different it's way di- it was different then than it was well yeah well, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be 64 in September, wow so. you look good thank you you know what when, it is what it's the heavy trifecta <laughs> i o- like this open mind loving heart prudent and carnal matters mm. nice. that's, that's the root yeah shot. baby the the it's kind of a joke um, uh, and so you grew up, and then you went to Florida State. As you, and what did you study at? Co- were you, wait, first of all, were you popular in school? Like, Not what was? Uh, I I was a wise ass. I right, my mouth a lot. I liked I liked to be. I found out very early on that uh, being funny and getting laughs was right very enjoyable and also powerful. Yes, mm. and that was kindergarten. Right, I was. I what's your favorite? What's your best kindergarten joke? Uh, well, I to- I can tell you the first <laughs> joke I told yeah. at the family table. What? It was the uh, it was January twentieth, nineteen sixty one. Kennedy mm-hmm. was inaugurated. Right. And my dad, you know, we have four kids, and my mom, you know, all right, kids, we got a new president. My mom goes, Charlie, Bernice, goddamn it, we say G O T, so he wouldn't blast. Right. Him. He goes, I'm, I'm, 
and there's two pieces of fried chicken left. We it, it, we were really happy. We were right. Catholics. We felt as kids we prayed. So we right. helped Kennedy right. over this evil Nixon. This guy right. looked like Satan. You know, we were little kids. We didn't know anything. Yeah. We didn't know how close it was. Right. And uh, so there's two pieces of chicken left. Uh, one piece of fried chicken left. My brother and I both wanted it. My dad said, if you can tell me the middle name, it, we have a new president, John F. Kennedy. If you can tell me what F stands for, you can have the chicken. And I said, Fidel. Oh, that's good. And I was like six years old. My parents cracked up. That's awesome. Did you get the chicken? Yep, I did. So uh, I got early on, being funny is better than being right. You know what? You um, struck, that's true. And you know what struck me about that story? I don't think my parents ever made fried chicken. Ever. Probably not. You're, no. you're Jewish. Right. Yeah. No. No, we didn't not. have fried food. No. Mm. I mean, we had fried smelts. Yeah. I'm like, going it would to have, Alan's it ha- house. It would have to have a... a Falafel? Y- you know, not, not Mediterranean. Kind of yeah. More Eastern European. Um, okay. So you're one of four. Mm-hmm. Which one are you? Second. Wow. Yeah. Second kid, older brother. Uh-huh. My older brother could do anything. Right. He was he's a scuba diver. He built model rockets. He built erector sets. You know, he got on his bike for first right. time. Took off. Real overachiever. Right. Kind of a guy. So then, my parents gave me a yo-yo and a helmet and stuck me in the middle of the field and said, "Good luck." <laughs> 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 All right, keep away from Alan. <laughs> and then any sisters? Yeah, two little sisters. Right. Anna Mary. Both got married young. Right. Uh, they had children, and their children are having children. My brother and I, no kids. Wow, both your brother yeah. and you, no, yeah. so there's no one carrying on the Havy name. No, it ends with, uh, well, uh, my niece Sarah, it's her middle name. Oh, all right. And who knows? Maybe I'll adopt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I love I, when older gentlemen uh, adopt children. I think yeah, it's great. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, okay, so then you, in high school, did you play sports? No. Just no. wise Tried ass. out for football. Uh, didn't make it. It right. did in Little League uh, football, but uh, didn't make the cut. Basketball didn't make the cut. Baseball didn't even try out. Right. Never had any confidence. Skinny guy. Right. Uh, but uh, just a wise ass. Love to make jokes. Love to do oral reports. And right. To get up. And Anything to people. get attention in front yes. of the audience. Skits, now skits at school. Right. Homecoming. You know. And uh, did you go to the prom? Yeah. Yeah. Went with a girl who was on the prom. She was on the committee. She didn't, wasn't the queen. But, right. Yeah. So, wow. you know, I was popular uh, with a certain group right. of people. But I was uh, the biggest mouth. So I was right. voted wittiest in right. high school. Right, right. But another thing, uh, you talk about luck. Good group in grade school, good group in high school, college. I went to community college for a couple of years, good group. Florida State, good group. Right. Come to New York, get involved with comedians, good group of comedians. Right. So I've always been blessed. I've been around a lot of good people. Right. You know, good group of people. Now, what did you uh, what did you study when you got to college? Theater. Oh, you theater. were a theater major. Yeah. So I was at a barbershop. My dad was getting a haircut when I was a little kid, maybe like 10, mm-hmm. 8. And he goes, yeah, uh, Joe's daughter is going to be a theater major in college. She wants to be an actress. Well, Joe's daughter. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, you can go to college and, and, and study theater? Right. Because I wasn't going to go to college. Right. I was an underachiever, class right. underachiever. Did your brother go to college? Yeah. All right. He went to college. Uh, but he then he dropped out, got into a business, and then he went back got his MBA. Right. He didn't get an undergraduate degree. He got an MBA. Right. <laughs> but he did real well Skip in business. That. Right. And uh, retired today. 
you know, he's a great patriarch. My, right. My parents are both gone. Right. Uh, but uh, studied theater, and that's when, oh, this is where I belong. Community College right. in Miami, black, white, Hispanic. Any Jews? Gay, straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the Jew bill. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. (laughs) (laughs) They warned me about that. Oh, they did? Sorry. Sorry. It's theater. Plenty. Uh, So it was great. This is, like, fantastic. Now, what was the gay percentage in the theater department? 20%, maybe? Really? That's it? Uh, Maybe. Well, it was was in the 70s, so. Right. Yeah, so people weren't out. Well, then the percentages went up as a few people came out of the closet. Right, right, right. went on. Right. You know. You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben my son ben who plays basketball his team his entire team they love liquid iv i mean they are number four in the nation they are an amazing team they've done better than ever this year dare i say it's because of the liquid iv i'm not going to say for sure but i'm telling you these athletes love liquid iv they love all the flavors strawberry lemonade i love the watermelon i never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends or for going wild, have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome. So you studied theater, you graduated. Did your parents go to your graduation? No, I didn't go to the graduation ceremony. Why? I, I paid for it. I didn't want to. Why? I, I just wanted my degree. I wanted to get the hell out. I didn't want to go wow. poor the town. I felt that way. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did. My, uh, I, I did. I went to it. Right. But I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have my cup and go. When mm. we were kids, I, your, your mother and father sent you to parochial schools, grade school, high school, college, you're on your own. Really? Yeah, did you pay for college? Yeah. I worked my way through college. Wow. Uh, that is not Jewish. <laughs> now, no, um, it's not Jewish. But I got my degree. My, my dad, you're not getting your degree. You didn't get your degree. I've got it. 
came one day in the mail, stuck it in his mashed potatoes. No way. Yeah, there it is. And he took it. I got, oh, my God. Your mother and I are going to get this framed. That's crazy. That was the last I saw of it. So <laughs> it, I, it, they lost. That's it. hilarious. Something, something went. You could probably get another copy. Did you? Did your father go to college? No. Well, no, he did. He went. To, well, he went. To, he was in uh, the Pacific during World War II. Right. Then he went to Missouri to get a, a degree in journalism. Right. Then he dropped out. Right. So and, what did he end up doing? Uh, running cars and trucks in the movie business for a while. Mm-hmm. Not not doing a lot. Right. Good guy though. Right. Turned me on to old movies. Woke me up to watch Carson when I was a kid. Oh, that's great. It, 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 my father is the reason why I'm in show business. That's really. Cool. And what was your mother awesome. like? A very dry sense of humor. Ger- mm-hmm. German Catholic. Oh, German. No, mm-hmm. no, she was, not she, German. No, she was. Uh, she was born here. She didn't right. have an accent. Right. Um, <laughs> it's PTSD. Just you know. <laughs> Basic Catholic, right. you know, lower middle class kids. Wow. Middle class, lower, lower middle class. So you graduate college. You mm-hmm. come to New York. Yeah. I go home, make some money, get the hell out of Miami. Right. Come to New York, get a kidney stone attack, go back to Miami, get right. surgery for it. You, know, you had surgery instead of passing it through? I couldn't get it through. It was really? lodged in my ureter. Right. You know, in your ureter? Ureter. Ureter? It's underneath the kidney. Yeah. Learned a lot about my kidneys yeah. at 23, 24. Is that, that's young to have a kidney stone, isn't it? I, yeah, but I worked at a deli uh, restaurant for yeah. two years and a lot of Cokes and a lot of like cheese and right, right, right. meats and stuff. Right. And, you know, it happens. Yeah, I'm worried about Henry. Uh, he All he does is eat, oh, sorry, Henry. Uh, all he does is eat fucking burgers. Every fucking meal is a burger. No cheese. But bur- like it's like, Henry, yes. you can't eat fucking burgers every meal. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, are they really good burgers? I mean, I don't know. He just shoves them. I kn- he ugh. It's like matter. oh, the burger, the burger, yeah. or a cheddar cheese omelet. What? What are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. I've just How old is been Henry? eating a lot of burgers. Recently. Uh, he's 21. Okay. Yeah, it's he eats like shit. He d- ate ate well as a child, and now he eats like shit. Mm. Okay, so you come to New York after your whole kidney thing. Where do you live? Where where do you pass at? What comedy club do you pass at first? And who are your peers? Well, Good we got to go back to college first. I had a comedy partner. Uh, oh, you, that was me about. hitting my fucking chair against the desk. Go ahead, John McFarlane, who was a classmate of mine. And yeah, we uh, we didn't get the biggest part, so we had time to go around backstage. And we started. Uh, we came up with some comedy routines, skits. So we came up to when I came to New York. I moved in with uh, my buddy John, who had an apartment. He Not John McFarlane, a no, different buddy. A different buddy. He had a, a room, an extra room. So I moved up here, got a place right away. My rent was like one sixty a month, oh, which God. was even back then ridiculous. Right. Got a job right down the street, bartending. Where? Three, where three was? Shifts. Where did Hell's you? Kitchen. Oh, you were living in Hell's Kitchen. I'm going down Forty uh, Third Ninth. That's yeah. where the bars. On Forty Fourth Ninth, that's where the improv. Improv. Is. Yep. So I, I hang. I work with my partner for a year. I get frustrated. We both have Did you get on stage together? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh but not really a comedy club so much. Uh sensibility right. uh, was different. We, we, so I went off on my own to do stand up and the first big club I passed was the improv. Right. Yeah. With silver? Yeah. Best the one of the biggest yeses in show business. Right. You know, it's it's uh, it's always great when we hear yes. Did you stand online to take a number? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, did, I did everything. Waited outside a catch on the sidewalk right. to take a number. Comic strip to take a number. Right. Went to every open mic in the city. People don't realize we you had to stand outside, take a number, and then go back yeah. that night 
And when your number and hang all night, yeah, hang all night. And then and when you pass, then you just go there and hang, 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 hang. hang. That's really... when I knew I was funny because when I passed at catch, and I'd hang all night. I'd get on at two in the morning, wow. and the band would laugh. Yeah, that's how I knew I was funny. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's I go. I'll yeah. go to your shows now, and and like if I if I get to be backstage at something right. that you're doing, I mean. The crew is always gathering around the wings when you're on, like cracking up. Oh, it's, that's you, the that's the biggest compliment yeah. I think. Yeah. Or other comics Agreed. coming in to watch you. Yes. Well, that was a goal when right. I was an early young comic improv. One day I'm going to go up there, and the comedians are going to come in to watch. Right. Me because I would see them going to watch other guys. Right. So. Yeah. And that's that a happened great goal. once, like a couple years later. So right. I felt good about that. So at the improv at this time, this is what 1981. Yeah. Okay. So and is Chris Albrecht the? Um, no, Chris Albrecht's already gone. Oh, he's so gone. He he was Chris. Harry Pat Buckles started. Oh yeah, Pat Buckles. Uh, Chris Albrecht was the head of HBO for many, many years, but he was the door guy at the Improv. Yeah. Oh, wow. I heard about those days, but yeah. I wasn't part of that. So it was Silver Friedman. Right. Bud, and she was married to Bud Friedman. Uh, they got divorced. Bud went to L.A. and opened the L.A. Improv, and Silver opened the... I love that club, that stage, New York stage. Improv. She just kept the Improv. Kept the Improv. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, that piano, that door, the side door. I mean, it was just... And now it's a fucking Italian restaurant. Well, you know. I know, and they had, things change. They, That's another thing. I know. I'm not good with that. Staying uh, in this business and keeping it fresh, you you know when things change. Oh, remember when that place right. was over there? Okay, yeah, yeah. Things. Change. I know. I'm very nostalgic, and it's bad. I. It's funny. I was more nostalgic when I was young. Oh, sorry. Why? Well, oh, and I didn't do Silver Friedman. Go ahead, um, Bud. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Damn, you're gonna ring I mean, I'm like day. so into you that I'm forgetting my bell. Go. You, you talk about Fiddler on the Roof. You're going to yeah. be ringing that bell all yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you you got to accept change right. uh, uh, that you can't control. Right. I mean, it's, you know, and sometimes it does suck. Right. The, the catch in Cambridge was right. a great I room. loved that club. It was a great room and everybody bemoaned right. the fact when it went away. But right. you know, Catch a Rising Star on First Avenue is gone. Right. Princeton. Princeton. Is it still there, the Princeton one? Yeah, I believe it is. But it was really good in the beginning. Remember that brunch? Yeah. Oh, that was the last place yeah, my but, father ever saw him And I suggested something to the yeah. manager there. He's like 30. He goes, yeah. and he had his little name played. He goes, yeah. don't tell me how to do my job. And I go, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for a while. I'm just suggesting right. something. You don't have to snap it. Yeah, right. you fucking asshole. Yeah, and I'm not, I haven't been back there. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, all right. So. Change. <laughs> you're at the improv, which, by the way, had the best French fries. I mean, they used to cut the potatoes. Uh, Jean-Paul. Um, yeah, Jean-Paul. And Uncle Dirty was there. Uncle Dirty. Um... Oh my God! Ron I just, Derry and John yes. Hammond, Lou DiMaggio, John Mendoza, Dom Herrera, yeah, oh, Gilbert I Gottfried, yeah. Jeez, uh, I'm just trying to think of comedians not Jewish, so I don't have to. Oh fuck! Are you kidding? <laughs> Seinfeld was there. Yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Brogan. Yeah. Larry David. Yeah. You know, you know what's great? Jerry and Larry were two of my favorites. Totally different yeah. comedians. Yes. Mm. And when they came together and and collaborated right. and did Seinfeld, I go, okay. Uh, you know, it's I perfect. It. Yes, perfect marriage right. of uh, uh, sen uh, comedic sensibilities. Right, right. You know, so you're you pass at the improv. Then where do you pass? Uh, catch, catch, and then uh, Bill Grunfest one night. Approached oh yes, Bill. Yes, says, well, yeah. We have a place called the Comedy Cellar. It's yes. downtown. 
we're going to pay $15. Mm-hmm. Which then, was a lot. Yeah, it was like, I think, $5 right. at the improv. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, and we're going to feed you, and you can drink for free. Oh. So uh, I went down, and it was it was tough because there weren't a lot of people. Right, yeah, there was like five. Manny, Menachem Dorman, who ran yes. Said, I want this place to be a place where comedians come, even if they're not working here. Right. Love that. And he, what, he planted that seed, which has grown into the mighty oak. It's um, That place is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, when I'm in a clinical depression, deep depression, and I go there and sit with the other comics, it's like... Therapeutic? It, I feel safe. Which club again yeah. are you talking you about? You know? Comedy Cellar. Comedy Cellar. Oh, I yes. just feel safe there. Place. I yeah. feel like... Oh, okay. I feel loved. I feel, I don't know. I just feel like, oh my God, uh, it, I don't know. Something happens to me. Yeah, it's very calming. Yeah. Even if I'm there and I'm not in, you know, talking to anybody, right. I'm just around there. I just right. love it. Right. You know? So, um, that was nice uh, getting in there. And, uh, I mean, I remember going there. There was be five people in the audience. I mean, you cannot even get a reservation there now. And they have three rooms. Yeah. Do they I still gr- do the I free grew- ticket? And and Bill was so good. If I was in a riff, if I was right. just cooking, right, and I was just going off, he would let me go. A right, bit. he would he would give me the stretch signal, which right. you never see anymore. No, mm. and uh, I've grown as a comedian more in that room than any other room. Well, how do you think uh, comedy shows? You know, because I remember I started in the mid '80s, and you know these comedy shows would go. I mean, especially at Catch, they'd start at eight. Right. And go till three in the morning. Well, they go till the crowd left. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was it. Same thing at the improv. Right. You know, you'd come back from a gig in uh, Jersey yeah. late on a Saturday and you had like a 120 spot. Right. If there was still a crowd there. It was like, wow. Right. The mm-hmm. MC did a good job. Yeah. So I started emceeing there. That's that. And yeah. my goal was to keep the crowd there. Right. And it would make other comedians happy. But it doesn't happen like that anymore. And the MC now. It's like, I mean, I remember when I started, that was, it was like, oh, my God, this person's, MC. the MC was the star, basically, of the show. Yeah, it was a prestigious yeah. spot. It was an honor to be an MC. Right. I still think it is, but people, like, in 88, started uh, thinking of it, especially road comics. Right. Like, you know, I'm an MC, but I'm really a feature. Right. I'm a feature, but I'm, I'm really, really a headliner. headliner yeah. That kind of thing. That's you know, so when funny. you're the MC, it's your show. You're right. the host of the party. Right. And what kills me is MCs bring somebody up to go upstairs. They have no idea what's going on. Right. Seller uh, has really good MCs. Yeah. You know. Well, they have great shows. Yeah. Um, okay. So then you're doing stand-up. You get uh, a spot on Letterman in 1986. Yeah. Is that, that was your first? No. No? No. The new show. 1983. Oh. Lauren, oh, Lauren oh, right. Michael's first show after he left Saturday Night Live. Started auditioning a new show, and every comedian in the world right. was coveting, wanting to get on there. Right. I, uh, fortunately, uh, by really interesting a twist of fate, got cast in that show. Right. So that was cool. Right. This is 1983. Uh, I auditioned in 83. It started in 84. Okay. Jay worked with Gilda Radner, Steve Martin, oh, John Candy. Oh, God. Uh, Dave Thomas, Catherine O'Hara, oh, met Randy Newman, Paul Simon. Uh, it was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great learning experience. It only went 12 weeks What now. was the name of the show? The new show. See? People don't remember it. Wow. And I did do all of my... 
Yeah. No, you <laughs> did your due sucks. No, you did your due diligence. It just started to show up on IMDb. I'm not really? even credited in there. But uh And you were like a ca- junior player, junior cast right. player. So it was like pre it was like SNL. It was exactly the right. same uh uh, template is SNL right. only an hour long. Right. Okay. So then, you your first other t- your first stand up thing on TV. Eighty five Merv. No way. Uh, the last oh. year. He was, How did uh, I? Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, I right. think it is in my MDB. All right. I, it was uh, the last year. Merv Griffin. Yeah, what was a, that like? It was great. It was That's great. Awesome. Wait. I, I got bumped one night. Then I got. Uh, Brought back again, so I was paid. That twice. was in L.A. Yeah, that was in Los Angeles. No way. Yeah, it was great. So, like, were your parents alive for this? My mom. And was she oh, like? Oh, they loved it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was alive for the talk show. Uh, and uh, the first one night stand special. Right. You know, so that was good. So you do Merv? Who are who are you on with? I forget. It oh was, my God! A what a ago. fucking awesome yeah, experience. Was, was he nice? Very nice. It was great. It was easy. It was fun. I had a, I had a great time. Um, but okay. And then next year it was the Letterman. Right. So then you do Letterman right. in '86. Right. And at that time, because I had just started, that was. I mean, it was enormous. Oh yeah, Letterman you know? became the show to be on. Right. Everybody wanted to get on Carson. That was right. Yankee Stadium, but Letterman became the hipper show. Right. Especially uh, due to Jay Leno's appearances. And right. Letterman was really in a good groove and it really became became very popular. And you were de- you definitely had his sensibility and it's a good feeling when you're out there and you hear your uh, Dave laughing. Right. You know, that was always a, a great compliment. So Time goes on. You do. You did two uh, one night stands for HBO. Right. Um, you get this show night after night. Yeah, that was. Uh, I I I did this special during night after night. Right. I did. I got after uh, night after night in eighty nine. So eighty nine was. It wasn't the. It wasn't Comedy Central. There was Ha Channel and the Comedy Channel. It was a Comedy Channel. Right. You were auditioning again. Right. Every comedian in the world. And you didn't. You didn't really want it. Everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. 